0: Welcome to the Wizards Roundtable, today we talk to Peter Nevland about one of the key aspects in creating a bond between your business and your customer.
1: You have made them someone that people identify with and root for and when they identify with them and root for them, well, guess what? The next step is I'm happy to give you my money.
0: Think for a second about some of the great characters in literature or film or TV, from Scarlett O'Hara to Homer Simpson, from Walter White to Princess Leia, Sherlock Holmes or Katniss Everdeen. Now, what is it you think that makes those characters so memorable? The secret is something that was taught at Wizard Academy called character diamonds. And it's this idea of taking multi facets, uh, these contradictory polar opposites that make a character very, very interesting. And you could actually apply this not only to your business, but to you as an owner and how you communicate with your customers. We pick it up with Peter Nevlin talking about David Freeman and what he taught at the Academy on Character Diamonds.
1: So David Freeman, um, I guess, discovered Wizard Academy, met Roy um, and... You know, when Roy's teaching third gravitational bodies, he's like, oh, hey, you know what? I basically teach this stuff to filmmakers. And and then he got, David Freeman got to be so uh, well known for this that the gaming industry came and said, well, we can pay you a lot more money than Hollywood because we have more money than Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he goes, sure, I'll take more money. And so now he's basically uh, advising all the gaming industry. And now you see a lot uh, more in-depth creation of characters for Video games than there was at the time when you know they're just making Super Mario Brothers eight bit, you know, jump over the the whatever the turtles with the pointies. <laughs> so,
0: so to connect the dots, a third gravitating bodies is the idea that uh, when there's just two things, it has predictable results. But when you add a third body in there, it sort of sets things a little bit off kilter and makes it makes it more interesting. And that's that's kind of where it connects with the concept of Character diamonds is this idea yeah. of finding something that is, is opposite, but, but also needs to be there to, to make a full person.
1: I think, I think as you can make it real simple. You, you can go and talk about you know, NASA and rotational uh, mathematics, of, you know, the mathematics of rotating bodies, um, and that can get complicated. But I think you can make it real simple and say your brain can only hold two things uh, at the same time. When you add in a third, your brain has to either switch back and forth between, you know, uh, these two and these two or these two. And so it can never resolve them or your brain tries to say, well, these things are similar enough. I'm going to treat them as one. And so that's why you have to have, you know, we're talking about character diamonds. You have to have uh, three, maybe four uh, things that are core to the character that will always cause them to respond a bit unpredictably. Tradition, tradition. You know, Reb Tevi is a good example because, you know, is he going to is he going to be traditional and say, no, tradition, we must do things the way that we've always done them? Or are we going to say, is he going to embrace new technology like he does? Or, you know, he gets to the end of the movie and he says, This I cannot. Do. I cannot go this far. And go, okay, he's finally gotten in. But then on the other side, he's he's bombastic and angry mm-hmm. and he's sweet and sensitive. He's an honest hard worker. But on the other hand,
0: Tradition.
1: And so you you're always looking at this guy and go, I don't know what the heck he's gonna do next. You know, very interesting, right? He wins me over because I can identify with someone who is not perfect. I think that's the thing that, that character diamonds help us do. They help us create characters that are real. They feel authentic. They feel flawed and yet they're compelling, right? As, as long as you have enough, the, the good qualities outweigh the bad ones and you start to root for someone. I, you know, I think part of what we're rooting for in character diamonds is we're rooting for people to overcome their issues because yeah. we see them. And, and so if you cover them up, they don't have flaws, but if they have flaws, and yet they still have these noble intentions, and then they overcome them most of the time. Well, now that becomes a person that you one identify with, and two really hope wins because
0: when they win, you win. So why employ a character diamond in an ad campaign?
1: Well, I mean, so we're we're in the business of taking a business and making a business something that people think first about, um, like and hopefully trust enough to do business with them. And if you find a business that is willing to show um, some of its flaws, but also to show its noble intentions and how it overcomes those flaws, now suddenly you've made the business and the owner of the business and the people who work for that business, you've made them someone that people identify with and root for. And when they identify with them and root for them, well, guess what? The next step is I'm happy to give you my money. Mm -hmm. And if you provide the service that I expected to get when you told me about them, you know, and, and, and introduced me to this fascinating character. Well, now I'm happy to tell other people, Hey, these are the people you ought to go to because that was great. Now, of course it can backfire because if you don't deliver on your promise, well then that's only going to cement in their minds that, well, these people are not, uh, you know, the noble purveyors of wonderful confectionaries that they, Uh, you know, proclaimed to be, they're actually uh, scoundrels and uh, swindlers and con artists and don't ever trust them. Right. So, I mean, this is character diamonds are powerful, but uh, only as powerful as your ability to execute and deliver on what you
0: promised. So the business itself is a character, but also the business owner could be a character or a little bit of both. That's a really good point. Both. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got
1: a business, usually the business tends to reflect, um, the values of the owner. Um, most of the time i found when I set up character diamonds, the business usually looks very much like the owner. Or if you have a, a kind of like a tandem of two owners, then then those those two owners, usually it's the combination of them makes the business. And the owner will be a little bit different. And so what you'll end up having is, or having, what you end up having is the relationship between the two characters that you're using in the campaign, there's usually, you know, each one of them maybe have two or or three of those characteristics that the business has, but then they also have another one that's, you know, added in. And I can give you an example. Uh, you know, it's my client in, out in Myrtle Beach, right? So uh, the whole business is they've got this whole timeliness, you know, kind of excellent thing is heating and air conditioning company. And then, um, you know, the another part of them is that they've got this fun aspect that goes along with them, right? So you've got the timeliness, you've got the fun. That's how people relate to them. And the real world, the fun is the surprise. Mm-hmm. And then, as far as you know, they've got this intense. Uh, he's got this intense loyalty to the past, but then he's also like you know, uh, constantly looking for new things. He's got this. You know, he's always coming up with new stuff, trying to you know, crazy out of the box types of of thinkings, right? So, so, you've got loyalty plus, you know, so it's almost kind of revved heavy, but it. it turns out the, the two characters that, that, um, uh, heavy in the sense of, of traditional versus, uh, you know, embracing new technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But so with the characters, uh, it's a little too boring for a character to embrace that. So one of the, they end up being like the odd couple. Yeah. And so, the, the fun part is in their interactions with each other. Whereas one guy's definitely more anal and is scared of new things, but the owner himself embraces trying to, you know, shoot people out of cannons and stuff like that, right? Whereas the, the he's loyal, he, he shows his loyalty to his parents and stuff, but then the other guy shows his loyalty to the excellence part. So he brings in the excellence part, you know, the other guy brings in the heart and you can see how One of them is, is that kind of like commitment to getting things done and doing them, you know, the right way all the time. And the other guy's like, how can we do this different? Right. And together that makes up this whole of the company. And so as long as whoever comes to the door exemplifies the, the character traits that both these guys uh, represent, then people are going to go, Hey, you know, Marty and Richie, the main characters, they were showed up at my door. And they feel like they're connecting the guys,
0: right? And why this is important is because so typically what happens in advertising is that we try to put up our best face. Here's the company. We're nice and clean. We're buttoned down. We'll always do the job for you. We're smart. We know what's going on. Uh, And that's missing some humanity. So what are you looking for when you're building a character diamond? In other words, talk a little bit about these polar opposites that exist.
1: Well, okay. So, character diamond, as it suggests, it's got four corners, right? Think of it more like a baseball diamond than a uh, than the diamond on a on your ring, right? Um, in that, you start off at at the top, and the top and the bottom are going to be kind of these outward-facing characteristics that everybody sees all the time. So, at the top, you have the thing that everybody knows them for. Let's let's say we let's let's take Sherlock Holmes, right? Because he's super easy, and we talk about him all the time. Uh, the the thing that you know first about Sherlock Holmes at the top, that's outward facing is that he is a, you know, crime solving genius. Okay. So out there, well, the thing that's other, the other thing that's very obvious that's outward facing um, is that he is an addict, you know, he's addicted in, and, you know, in the new Sherlock Holmes, he was addicted to the patch. Uh, In the old one, it was, you know, cocaine or various versions, whether it was, you know, heroin or opium or cocaine or, whatever. He, he fails when he's not addicted to something. I think when, you know, they made that show elementary and he was a clean cut guy and he was just smart and good. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? uh, so, so, I mean, you've got to have a guy who solves crimes and also is kind of engaged in some illicit activity. Okay. Um, and isn't, and, and the other part of him being addicted is he's not afraid to go be engaged in illicit activity. his, his reason for solving the crimes is not because he's altruistic. His reason is because, you know, he wants to challenge himself, and it's basically a selfish thing. And then that leads you to then the inward-facing things, is that on one pole of it, his, his vulnerability, uh, and, and it's interesting, you could reverse these, right? His vulnerability on one hand is his antisocial behavior. Right? He doesn't like people. Uh, people are a means to his ends. Um, And then on the other hand, he's incredibly loyal to the people around him. So there's a contrast there. So which one's the vulnerability, right? Yes.
0: Yes. They're both. Yeah.
1: And, and so these kind of, you know, go back and forth. Well, if you're a, if as a business, you know, you're rooting for Sherlock Holmes, you know, it's okay that he's an asshole. Sometimes people are okay with that because they love that he's doing the, the thing that he's supposed to do, you know, we'll, we'll tolerate his his abuses, if he can just get the crime solved and if he can also take us on a fun ride along the way.
0: Right. And I think we tolerate it because we see in those flaws ourselves, you know, yeah. we don't want to see somebody who is perfect and shiny and, uh, and no, no breaks or cracks, uh, because we're not perfect and shiny and, and, uh, without cracks. So when you, when you can see somebody who, um, embodies that idea, that, yeah, I'm, I'm a little broken, but I'm still right. forging ahead through life. It's a lot easier to bond with that. And again, this is where the advertising comes back in as we're, try, we're trying to get customers to bond with That's these right. businesses, to yeah, consider you, them you, friends. You hit
1: it right there, trying to get customers to bond. If you can get a customer to bond with a customer, I used to say all the time uh, to, with a business, sorry. if you're trying to, If you're trying to get a customer to bond with a business, with a business owner, if they've bonded with you, are they more likely to buy from you or the person they didn't bond with, but that offers them a lower price? <laughs> you know, isn't that a? I mean, isn't it's that simple? Um, and uh, I think we we come back to it. Even think about the way that we are as humans. Even going back, say let's say the story of Jesus. You know, who loves to root for the perfect, unaffected champion. <laughs> Nobody does. And apparently God is was trying to tell us, or Jesus, if, if you believe that Jesus is, he says he is, what? Jesus is trying to tell us God Himself is vulnerable. And whenever I used to go and and tour, I used to tell people, look, if you want to grab an audience's attention, be confident. If you want to change their lives, mix that with that confidence vulnerability. Mm-hmm. If you can open yourself up and make yourself a vulnerable target that people could easily shoot at. They suddenly stop wanting to shoot at you. They want to start covering for you and rooting for you to succeed. And the same thing with a business owner. Stop if God himself doesn't hide his vulnerabilities. For the love of your customers and the money in your bank account, stop hiding your vulnerabilities I'm not saying go out and shout them, you know, to the to the hilltops and say, "Look, I want to show you I've got a small penis." This is not what we're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not where we're taking people. But don't write saying, that ad.
0: That's not that's not appropriate. That's not the ad. Don't you do want, that.
1: That doesn't make someone trust you. <laughs> maybe it does at the poetry slam, you know. But they expect stuff <laughs> like that stuff like that. This is this is business. Okay. People are not expecting that. They're they're wanting to know, do you sometimes maybe get a little bit more angry than you should uh, Mm -hmm. at injustice? I can identify with that. Do you maybe sometimes say things that you shouldn't, right? And have a problem with you say things too bluntly and somebody has to rein you in. I can identify with that. Are you perhaps, you know, you're unwilling to, you know, be cheap and you always, you know, you're a little bit expensive, Right. But you get the best quality is balanced out with you get the best quality from these guys. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now now you're not, you know, uh, we we're not covering up the downside. Is there a downside? There's always a downside.
0: How does a business owner find those vulnerabilities? You're talking about some. I mean, that, that, we're getting pretty deep into the mind and the heart of a business and a business owner um, who tells them this is your vulnerability and please expose it?
1: Yeah, well, uh, you got to find somebody who's on your side, number one, that you trust. Um, and I think the way that the way that that you know the vulnerability gets laid out there is important too. Like I said, you don't lead, you don't necessarily lead with your vulnerability. You you want to show these things rather than telling people. A lot of times, what I do is uh, whenever I talk to uh, business owners. Uh, clients when we're talking about their character diamonds you can see you can see how any character diamond is going to be interesting always relates to one that's been famous somewhere in the past and so when you can show a business owner hey look you see this character let's say it's uh yeah i'll say sherlock holmes because we've already talked about it you know you're kind of like of like sherlock holmes you notice how you kind of like don't like people that are kind of dumb well they cut because they're dumb who doesn't like those kind of people well some people tolerate him better than ever than others you know but you notice how popular sherlock holmes is yeah he's really popular is he still an asshole? yeah he's still an asshole. you know so uh guess what um your business doesn't require you to uh you know not be an asshole all the time and and we can show that somehow you know, you are, and maybe you've got this person in your life that balances that out and brings you back to center so that you're not so much, you know, Holmes had that too. And let's pair you with someone that's like Watson. Why don't we use that? When customers start seeing that out in the open, they start seeing those stories come out. Suddenly they're caught up in a the story. They want to see what's going to be the next episode of the adventure in the story. Not so much because of the plot, more because of the people. I want to get to know these people. And we use we use people. It's been proven that we use people. Uh, TV. We use radio personalities as our surrogate friends. So why not use your commercials as a surrogate adventure for people to go on and and get to know uh, somebody that they might uh, really be happy doing business with.
0: And and I guess to bring it all full circle is don't be afraid to show your flaws. Uh, don't it's shape. the you know the, the crack in the Liberty Bell is what makes that story interesting. You know, we it not for right. the crack; it's just it's just a bell. But there's there's something else going on there. There's a flaw uh, that draws you to it, and uh, and there's so there's a power in a flaw. Right. Superman it's is a, much more interesting with kryptonite because there's a yeah there's
1: right. A, Superman, you know, Superman would be nothing without without yeah. kryptonite. It, it would get had
0: boring had real fast with yeah.
1: kryptonite, and that he cares deeply about humans who he's not related to. And, and so those two things are the things that, you know, set him back, right? Make him very, very, very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can apply these techniques to your advertising and make your business more compelling and make your yourself more compelling to, to potential customers because you're showing them who you really are. Absolutely. Yeah. Who are you really? And
1: And I think it's hard for you to see that about yourself. Can you see... All the things that make you interesting to other people uh, when you look at yourself. Very difficult. It usually takes an outside person. So make sure that the outside person is someone that you trust and that you know uh, cares about you and believes in you even more than you believe
0: in yourself. Something wrong with a, with a someone that doesn't have a flaw. It's just not right.
1: Yeah, there is. That's right. That's right. They're clearly covering something up. Right. And that's when, you know, the investigations begin. Let's find it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you notice how whenever somebody just admits it on uh, up front, it's just disarming. Yeah, there's an amazing amount of protection that actually comes through being vulnerable. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You know, I've always found performing on stage. You you do this right when you're in a play. have You ever made a mistake?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What happens when you make a mistake in a play, Johnny? What
0: happens with the audience? Um, Well, the, well, the audience, I mean, if the audience smells it, then they have fun with you too, provided you don't uh, have a panic attack and throw up. That's right. Uh, right. Yeah. So it's sometimes you just have to wink at the audience and go, yeah, I I goofed. Let's move on. Yeah.
1: And if you have fun with it, then they end up being almost more on your side for the rest of the show.
0: Yeah. Right. Totally.
1: Same thing in, in business. Oh, you made a mistake. You know? uh, don't let it, don't let it mess you up or, or, or so you have a flaw. That's okay. Admit it. Yeah. And just have fun with it and let other other people go. yeah, Yeah. Right.
0: I make those mistakes myself. It's a fascinating topic and it really does make for impactful advertising. And we could talk about it probably for the next hour or so. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below, or you can send an email to Peter or me. Here are our email addresses.